Hello and welcome to Real People, Real Conversations, a podcast dedicated to promoting international friendship and understanding through dialogue. This podcast is brought to you by International Students House, also known as ISH, a charity organization that provides accommodation for international UK students in London. ISH goes beyond providing a roof over your head as we value the personal and social development of students who come in from different parts of the world and from different walks of life. Facilitating and stimulating conversations that matter to students, the podcast is dedicated to advancing the core of the organization's mission, friendship, understanding, openness, and cooperation. My name is Musa Bonali, and I'm your host. Can you believe that we're four months into the year already? I mean, it feels like we were just celebrating New Year's a few weeks ago. But hey, welcome back to the podcast. We're excited for the new month which comes with the season change, counting down to summer. March was a very busy month for British parliamentarians with votes, debates, and more votes as the country prepares for a drastic change in its foreign policy. I appreciate that from news channels to Snapchat, we're saturated with speculations, debates, and people's opinions on what has kept academics, political, and economic analysts occupied for the last three years and has yet to be concluded. But We're here to draw your attention to the impact that Brexit has on students. Students from the UK, students from the European Union, and from the international community as a whole. The UK has long been known as a top destination for studying, with universities such as Oxford and Cambridge. Qualifications from UK institutions of higher education have a reputation for world-class quality and excellence. Not only are students attracted to these opportunities that the UK provides, but the country is also admired for its multicultural and tolerant society. And with Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland and its boundaries, the UK has also been regarded as a gateway to Europe as the English Channel Tunnel gives access to mainland Europe. But as concepts of populism, identity politics, nationalism, isolationism and protectionism give rise to changes in foreign policies such as Brexit, the political, economic and cultural stability that has long been an attractive feature for anyone looking to study in the UK is under threat. In an attempt to understand what attracts students to the UK, we had an open discussion with a group of international students. Have a listen to what they had to say. But for me, Uh, one of the main reasons why I wanted to apply to the University of London. 
I have um, some families in my family in England. So when I see my, since I was three or one, actually I was coming here quite regularly. So I was quite familiar with the country. So it felt felt a bit uh, like home. Uh, when I started thinking about studying, uh, when I was like 15, in the beginning I thought it's too expensive, it's not gonna happen. But then someone told me just just, just to give it a go. Well, for me, like my first option was UK, but later like Brexit and everything. Well, I chose you like my option, my first option. I kept it UK because the business studies like they have high reputation for the business studies. But like due to the Brexit, I was thinking to change, and I was exploring some European countries and even like Australia and US. But later, like after going through like going all the countries, searching all the information, I was like UK was the best, even like especially London. For like, I could meet different cultures, and it's like it's really important for business, like having a business education. And moreover, it was like the the fees fees for education. I think UK UK has like one of the most affordable fees if you consider other countries like Australia or US. So I think that that was one of the reason I chose UK. And some reasons varied from opportunities in terms of scholarships, the quality of education, and the prospect of learning in a, and living in a multicultural society. In addition, the growing demand for English language instruction gives the UK a strategic advantage over other European countries who require students to take up language courses before commencing on their desired program. With regards to students from EU member states, statistics from the Higher Educational Statistical Agency reflect that of the 1.6 million undergraduates in the UK, more than 80,000 are European nationals, with an additional 50,000 pursuing their postgraduate studies. However, research has shown that since June 2016, um, the date of the referendum, there has been a slight drop in the number of first-year students from EU member states. It appears that the perception of the UK since the referendum has changed, with current and potential students regarding the change in foreign policy as hostile, even to students. While the referendum did not have any immediate implication for the status of EU students in the UK, developments over the last few years have revealed that Brexit will diminish many of the advantages they enjoyed. One of the significant consequences of exiting the EU is the limitation to the current form of free movement. Secondly, EU students are treated as home students, which means they can enroll into UK universities without restriction and pay the same amount in tuition as UK students. That amount is significantly less than what other international students pay. And after Brexit, if they all become international students, that translates to an increase in tuition fees. And a large number of students rely on loans to finance their studies. High tuition will mean more debt, and that could discourage students from enrolling in the UK. Also, students from the EU have been exempt from English language proficiency tests, proving sufficient maintenance fees and academic ability checks, all of which currently apply to the rest of the international students and may well be extended to include EU students after Brexit. 
These restrictions are said to establish genuine interest and ability to study in the UK, but may have the adverse effect of turning away potential students who form an important part of the economic landscape of the UK. You see, migration benefits the UK economically, culturally and socially, as students not only pay tuition, but add to labour skills and ideas. Not only will European students feel the pinch that Brexit will bring with it, but UK students also stand to lose the opportunity to study abroad. Erasmus+, Plus, a programme designed for education and training across Europe, has allowed students from EU member states to study, volunteer and gain work experience abroad. However, the future of the UK's continued participation in the programme looks bleak. In February, the government offered a notice addressing the position of the Erasmus Plus programme in case of a no-deal Brexit. This resulted in the UK Universities International launching a social media campaign hashtag support study abroad to highlight and amplify public support for the study abroad programmes and to encourage government commitment to continue funding them. While the government maintains that securing a deal is its top priority, the reality is this might as well be the last cycle of the Erasmus Plus program for UK students ending in 2020. Although assurances have been made for the continuity of funding for current participants and projects that extend beyond 2020, in the event of a no-deal Brexit, alternative agreements and arrangements need to be consolidated the interests of students looking to study abroad need to be protected with possible and with possible new bureaucratic hurdles such as immigration rules, changes in policy and legal statuses. There's a greater need for a serious discussion on the future of current opportunities and partnerships. Brexit also has an impact on the future of students from the wider international community. Most actually view it as a potential avenue for more scholarships and post-work study opportunities where EU nationals had a greater privilege with regards to visa sponsorships, Brexit now levels the playing field as employers will now be more inclined to hire on the basis of qualification and experience, not just citizenship. As of late 2018, there's even been a change to the study visa, where master's students only had four months post-study leave in the UK, it has now been extended to six months and includes bachelor's students as well. Those pursuing their PhDs now have 12 months post-study leave, a significant increase from the previous six-month provision. This is all part of the new international education strategy that the government has adopted in order to grow international student numbers by 30% in light of Brexit. Other propositions include the appointment of a new international education champion to develop global partnerships and tighter collaborations across government departments on international education policy. In the words of Education Secretary Damien Hines, there is no limit to our potential and this strategy will help cement our status as a world leader in education. To a great extent, I feel that although Brexit poses a lot of challenges and opportunities, it has opened the floor for discussions around how to make international students feel more welcome. The challenge now is to ensure that the UK government commits to providing international students with a compelling reason to continue studying in the UK. While the greater responsibility lies with the government, it is also crucial that universities and organisations that work with students send a loud and clear message. International students have always and will always be welcome in the UK. 
Thank you for tuning to our podcast today. If you'd like to find out more about International Students House, visit our website www.ish.org.uk. Thank you.